0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Young Adult Podcast. Milana here in the studio with, of course, the one and only Connor Grimm. What's
1: up? Uh, we are
0: back to bring you another biweekly podcast. Um, last time we left y'all, we had just finished up our relationship recap yes. podcast after coming out of our relationship <coughs> series that we had done at YA um, and just went through all the weeks and sort of did a recap on those. Um, so if you haven't listened to that one... Definitely go check it out. Um, and we're just going to kind of do a continuation of that today, talking about love and all the things relationship yes. and marriage, um, as we know you guys love to hear about. Um,
1: yeah. Just a heads up, forewarning I'm getting over a cold, so I will <laughs> cough and like sniffle. Quite Connor's a bit. been sick for so like
0: me. two years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He can't seem to kick this. His kids keep getting him sick. So. Literally. It's like
1: an endless cycle of sickness at my house. <laughs> the
0: crims are always sick.
1: Yeah. Ari gets a runny nose and it's just like, here we go. Here we go again.
0: <laughs> what have you been doing while you've been sick?
1: Um, I watched a lot of MasterChef. Oh. And then I watched Love is Blind. The new oh, season came out. Oh, there it out. is. They're in Love. Seattle this year. They're now casting for Denver. When so, they
0: sorry, when they like film in a certain place, do they take people from that place? Like is yeah. everyone oh wow.
1: Yeah, so that so everybody's either from Seattle or Portland. Since oh. It's like so close. This so year. since
0: they're casting in Denver, the next season <clears> Everybody will, will be, be filmed Denver. in Denver. Yeah. Oh dang.
1: Yeah. At least I don't know if they have like a studio where you go for like the pod part. Uh-huh. But <clears throat> The second part, when you go and, like, live with each other, which is, like, a no-no for our (laughs) listeners, Um, that's, like, in Seattle. That's, like, at their apartments and stuff like that. That makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. So they'll be in Denver. Um, They're looking for people in Denver. So, hey, if you go to Young Adults and you want to be on Love is Blind.
0: Maybe don't. go,
1: (laughs) Go sign up. I'll root for you. I'll cheer for you. Uh, I'll yeah. judge you, but I will. Uh, I'll cheer for you uh, and root for you.
0: How is this season? Is it good? My is it least bad? favorite I haven't watched
1: so it yet. It's just like, if I'm being honest, there's not a ton of crazy characters. Okay. And everybody feels a little boring. Like they're too normal. I mean, there, are some, level there are some that aren't normal. A lot of people, like a lot of the guys, are super emotional. Oh. They're like in their feelings, okay. Um we And love that. there's one girl, I forget her name. But she's like really funny. She's like super crazy, but like in a funny way, but also okay. in like an unstable way. <laughs> um, like it's
0: entertaining to watch.
1: Yeah. But. like you laugh. She's super funny, but then you're also like, oh, she has a personality that feels like she can fly off the handle at any second, oh, no. and she does. Like so, you you see <laughs> she that she does. <clears throat> but no, okay. um, I'll have to watch it. Good, not great. I I go for like the big personality characters. Yeah. And uh, I feel like there are definitely some funny moments, some cringy moments, but I feel like there's not really like super villains. Or like people okay. that you're like
0: They're gonna start drama. genuinely
1: like rooting for. I guess there is a super villain, but she's so dumb that you're you're just kinda <laughs> like Well, like not dumb as like a person, <laughs> but like her just whole shtick is it's like is like lame. It's annoying. Yeah. It's more like annoying. Like okay. she's like kind of cast as like the villain, but you're kind of like you're you're just you just bug me. Like yeah. you're not even I don't even like think you're like maniacal, I just think you're annoying.
0: I think my thing with love is blind and why I've lost interest is the first season I thought was great. And there's couples that are like still together yeah, and people that went on it to like actually I think find somebody. And now I think people go on. it. It's almost like The Bachelor. Like people go on it to get Start famous. Start your career. Yeah, yeah. Get your influencer <clears throat> career going. So I'm kind of just like, I don't care to watch you pretend to be in love with people so that you can be famous on Instagram, yeah. you know? Yeah, But you know. To each their own. Yeah. I'll probably so, still watch it. Yeah, but. it's it's
1: worth watching, but it's so far and, and Netflix is like broken it up into like multiple segments. Oh. So they released like the first four or five. Then you had to wait a week. And this past Friday they released The next five or something like that. Okay. Then you have to wait again, and they're going to release. So you can
0: binge, like, five in a row, but that's about it.
1: Right now, I think you can binge eight to ten. Yeah, now that they're all out. Yeah, Yeah. but I think this upcoming Friday, the 7th, whenever that is, yeah, you can. they'll release, like, three or four more, and then they'll release the final, like, two or three a week later.
0: Oh, wow. So
1: I'm just like, bro, Netflix, stop. I hate that. (laughs) Because you want to binge it all? Well, binge it, but it's also just, like, what is the point of waiting a week, right. unless it's At like actually being like done kind of live? Mm-hmm. Like what oh, is? Oh yeah, because it's
0: already all filmed.
1: Yes, it's already all filmed. It's yeah. just to. I think it's probably it's probably some statistical thing where like yeah, it like keeps their ratings up if you like if you keep on coming back every time they release new episodes. Mm-hmm. So I don't I know. Bet but...
0: That's how it is. That's how I feel with Ted Lasso. I'm like just release the whole season. I know. So I can binge it all. I'm
1: not watching it. Until it's all out. We canceled our Apple TV. So you wouldn't be tempted. Well, we just never like, we watched everything on there we thought was good. And then Mm -hmm. we like, don't watch it anymore. So we canceled it. But I'm not renewing it until everything's everything's out. out So we can just fly through it.
0: That's a good idea. Honestly. Yeah. Well, as we talk about all, (laughs) I feel like we're always talking about TV every time we're on here. Yeah, it's
1: pretty much all I do with my life. So
0: (laughs) Honestly, everybody's probably like, we get it. Yeah. You have no life. Um, we'll find better things to talk about maybe next podcast. Um, but speaking of love and love is blind, um, that whole area, we are going to continue this conversation. If you listened to the last podcast, we got on a little bit of a tangent. Um, I think it was when we were talking about Rob's message. Yeah. Um, the final week of, of our relationship series, um, Connor's good friend from Texas, wonderful pastor, Rob Asherbranner came and spoke at our group's launch and talked about um, having a firm foundation and how important it is to have that before you walk into marriage, all these good things. And we kind of got on a tangent about so many young adults that we feel um, sort of have this idea in their head, this narrative um, when we're speaking with maybe that like older crowd of young adults or like maybe not the college students in those yeah, like actually... mid-20s.
1: Yeah, like, yeah.
0: Um, that... This idea that they're not ready for marriage, or that they um, aren't in a, they feel like they maybe aren't in a place financially, personally, career-wise, or like with their goals, where they feel like they can step into a marriage and be ready for that kind of commitment. Yeah. Um. And so, man, we Connor and I have just like wanted to keep that conversation going because we're like, okay, maybe there we could probably talk about that more clearly, Um, since that seems to be a reoccurring theme within that like 20 something age group. So,
1: yeah, I feel like I have a lot of conversations with young adults where you know, they'll like talk to me about their dating and stuff but they're not super they're not super serious about it and every time I bring up like, "Oh, like how come?" and they're like, "Well, I just haven't gotten to this place yet in my mm-hmm. life." Um and I think like everybody uh, to some extent, I think everybody, but a lot of people I'm hearing more and more and more have kind of created this like place in life where they want to be at before they invite somebody into that life. They've like envisioned mm-hmm. themselves at a place in their career, envisioned themselves at a place uh, financially where they're making like X amount of money, or they're like at this kind of level in their job, or like whatever, before they really uh, go to settle down or mm-hmm. or get serious about like dating, and so. Um, I don't think that's necessarily like the worst idea in the world, but I think like with everything, there are pros and cons to that. And so I think we're going to take just the next couple minutes on this podcast to go over maybe what are some of the pros and mm-hmm. what are some of the cons of waiting um, to seriously start dating and even getting married. Yeah. Um, what What are some good reasons that maybe are beneficial? And then what are some of the cons of potentially mm-hmm. like – Waiting till you get to a certain place in your job, in your career, um, with the amount of money that you make, whatever it is, to then start wanting to like pursue an actual relationship.
0: Yeah, and I think it's like not only like within our like Christian bubble of the world. Like I think there's statistics all around the world that people are just getting married later, right? Like later and later, later and later, and having kids later. Like parents are older. These days. And so there's some sort of like, I think, not phenomenon, but like thing that, or like idea within young people and young professionals that you need to wait in order to like start a life with someone. And so it's kind of like this reoccurring theme that we're seeing all around. Yeah. And it's interesting.
1: Yeah. Erin and I were talking to a friend who, well, Erin more specifically, was talking to one of her friends who. Is like super big in the world of like social media and marketing. Mm-hmm. Works with a really giant, um, I don't, I don't like company, I guess, that like helps brands and do all this stuff. And she was even telling my wife that one of the perks they offer is um, the company will pay for women to like have their eggs frozen, to like oh, freeze wow. their eggs. And wow. so there is this like hustle narrative and like, mm-hmm hustle culture that I think our world is really big into right now, especially with, like, if you're in your, like, early to mid-20s, you're, you're post-college, or maybe you didn't yeah. go to college, but you're, like, in your career. There is, there is this really big uh, narrative of, like, sacrifice, sacrifice now, grind now, set yeah. up the life you want. And, again, like I said, in some ways there is there is some wisdom in that, like mm-hmm. when, you, when you don't have a lot of obligations and stuff. But that mindset can also create some toxicity. I mean, just think of what, think of the message that's being sent from your company that's like, hey, free, we'll pay for you to freeze your eggs. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Work for us.
1: Yeah. And yeah. Like... And, and and this girl that was talking to my wife was even telling her that like in, she's just in like a very, uh, I don't want to say aggressive, but like, you know, like cutthroat, climb the corporate ladder. Yeah. And she was telling my wife that like, as a person who even has a desire to like want to be married and maybe mm-hmm. like step back from that corporate like life is like really looked down upon and really like, Oh, oh you want to like sign your life away and like mm-hmm. you want to like give your life over to like kids or like you want to mm-hmm. like step away from this like empire you've built right. for yourself. Work
0: now while you're young. Yeah. Yeah. You can have kids later.
1: And companies are like affirming that kind of mindset mm-hmm. with, with perks of like, hey, if you'll basically give us x amount of years, we'll help you delay something that you yeah. might want like later down the road. Yeah, that's um, so
0: interesting. Yeah,
1: and so again, like being being super active, we're gonna dive into all of it. But we're not saying that all of that is necessarily bad. But right. with every pro, there is a con. Yeah. And so we kind of just want to dive into the pros and cons of like, what does it mean to wait until your quote unquote ready um, and I think we're specifically talking in this setting not like spiritually ready or emotionally ready but more like in life like career finance practically success what does it mean to wait to a quote-unquote place um, where you feel ready to be married so I don't know what are what are one of the pros that you think just off the bat that that is like for waiting to you're at like a certain place to be married yeah
0: I think like as naturally as you get older, um, me at 22 versus me now at 27, almost 28, I know myself better. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> more stable, I guess, than I was at 22 and um, understand more of what I want out of life, what I'm looking for. And so I guess that could be a pro of like waiting until you've kind of had some life experience and lived your life and maybe are now walking in your calling or your career um and you kind of know what you're looking for. You know what kind of life you want to build. Yeah. with someone one day maybe because you've already kind of established that and figured out. Whereas 22 I had no idea. Yeah. what I wanted in my life to look like, what I was planning on doing. Um so that can be like a pro I guess of like you just know yourself better uh-huh. and you you know what you want out of life and you know what you're looking for more so than you maybe you did when you were like younger 20.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think you can. I think like the better, you know, yourself and the better, you know what you're looking for. I think the less chance there is maybe for you to like, I don't want to say have like regret, but like, I think sometimes there is like, especially for like young adults, there is a pressure and just a desire to like be married. Yeah. And I think like, or like find somebody. Mm-hmm. And I think that you can um, almost feel that pressure to the extent that you're willing to like overlook red flags and other people. Yeah. Just so you're not like alone or like lonely anymore. Right. And so I think that one of the pros of waiting is, yeah, you get to like better know yourself. You get to better know what you're actually looking for. And you get to like... um what am I trying to say? You get to like really filter out like maybe some people who if you if you didn't have that mindset of like, no, mm-hmm. I'm content. And I'm ready to wait right now. You might have compromised on. Yeah things you want in life, children or not having children. Like maybe that they're a person that doesn't share the same level of passion of faith as you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I do think like you can get to better know yourself and know like what you're looking for.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: I do think though, and I think this is something that catches like a lot of people off guard. Um, I know I experienced this quite a bit when I was getting ready to like get married. And when I first initially got married, because I got married when I was 27, about to turn 28. Um, and I waited and I, and I think I waited for a lot of good reasons. Um, but one thing, a con of like waiting in that way is that you can get really set in your ways yeah, and become inflexible as, Uh, like a single person Mm -hmm. and so you see this a lot like there's a couple not to bring back love is blind but (laughs) bring it back there's a couple who got paired in the pods Um, they really like each other I think they're a pretty good fit Um, but one the guy lives in Portland she lives in Seattle he can work remotely she can't um, he, I think it was like an ex-professional athlete who still like has like ambitions of playing at like lower level like competition, mm-hmm. like for soccer. Um she's not. And one thing they're really struggling with is they've both been single for really long. and she's kind of asking him to make all these compromises. like yeah. she wants to live in Seattle, so that's where they're like gonna live like, she like wants to keep her job. And so there's like no room for her to really like move out. Like he would move into like her apartment. Mm -hmm. And what you see is like, he's really battling with like, oh, I've created this life for myself that I like, that I enjoy. Um, And to allow somebody to come in and to allow somebody to change that is a lot of like pressure for me because I I don't know how old he is. Let's just say he's 25. Let's Mm -hmm. say he's moved out of his parents' house at 18, whatever. Mm For seven years now, eight years, you've custom made the life that you want. Like you wake mm-hmm. up, you have the morning routine, you leave, you work out. whenever, And like yeah. now all of that is having to like form with somebody else. Right. And a lot of people can get like super inflexible when yeah. it comes to set stuff like that. set in their that.
0: ways. Yeah. Like I've always done it this way. Did you ever
1: experience any of that or?
0: Um, honestly, we got married kind of young, not super young. I was 24, 23 or 24. I should know that. 24. Um, he was 25. So we were like a little bit older. Um, and honestly, like a little bit of like, it's just, I think it's always, it's always going to be difficult no matter what, when you join your life with somebody else. Yeah. Um, had it been a little bit easier when we were young, like 22 year olds, um, probably because we didn't have as much of our life established then. Yeah. Um, I think for us it was easier, and maybe you can speak to this with Aaron too, of like we worked at the same place. We both lived in Colorado, you know, and so there are some factors that we didn't have to like sort of flush out. But I think, yeah, once you become a little bit older, you have an idea of what your life looks like and what you enjoy your life looking like. Like maybe you're a morning person. And you like, like simple things like that. Of like you like getting up in the morning and going for a run and getting a smoothie somewhere or whatever. Yeah. And you marry someone who's like, I like to sleep until noon on Saturday. And there's just little things of like, you've kind of figured out how you want to do life. And no matter what, when someone else comes into that and you join your life to somebody else's, things are going to have to change and there's going to be compromise and it's going to look different. And so yeah. the longer you postpone that, the more set in your ways, yeah, the you more can ingrained become,
1: that becomes yeah. like a part of you. I, I know this might sound so stupid for some people, but one of the things that was just like an annoyance for both Aaron and I, and like a little fight that we always had that we eventually had to like work through was kind of like just that is that like for 27 years of my life, I, when I had a day off had really slow mornings. I like, yeah. it's not that I woke up late. I would wake up at like seven 30 but I would make coffee. I would read for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. I would go on a walk or go to the gym. I would come back, eat breakfast, like, and then really start my day at like 11, 1130. Yeah. Sounds amazing. Yeah, where <laughs> I would like start to like cleaning or doing yeah. chores, whatever. Erin is the total opposite. Like she would sure. she would like wake up and the second her feet hit the ground, she, she wants to clean. She yeah. wants to get everything like, Ready, she wants to like get the day started, go grocery shopping, do whatever. And then and then like at night, she wants to like read and wind down. Yeah. She's like a wind down person and I'm like a wind up person. Okay. Like yeah. and I know it might sound so dumb, but both of us for so long had just done life our way. Right. And for such like and then coming together and being so opposite, it there there was never like a fight, but it was all there was always just this tension of like oh, so I'm going to just go, like Aaron would be like, I'm just going to go clean the kitchen while you sit in bed and read. I'm going to, you know, and like thinking that I like just don't care to like help her. So. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So pro of waiting until you're ready is you can get to know yourself better and you can get to know sort of like what you're looking for in a relationship. But a con of that um, is legit, like you can become – I don't want to say so single, but you can become so <laughs> so just accustomed to your way of life right. that it's really really hard for you to like adapt Adjust. when somebody else comes yeah. in. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's what's another one.
0: Um I feel like we talked about this a little bit of and this being a big reason um in the beginning that maybe we're seeing people get married later is that like so many people are working in careers now and like young people, I feel like there is this like hustle and drive mentality um, nowadays where it's like you have to, you have to like climb the ladder. You have to um, make over six figures by the time you're 25 or whatever. Um, And so I think uh, honestly a pro of that is like, if you are not, if your life isn't tied to somebody else, you can get ahead in your career and you can accomplish maybe goals that you have maybe you've like aspired to be a doctor and like open a private practice and that alone takes six years of school and then like internships and residencies and all that stuff and so it takes time and dedication um and not that a marriage would inhibit that but i think it's just you aren't um split in two ways. You can really just focus on your career and get ahead if that's something that yeah. you've dreamed of or had ambition towards for a long time.
1: Yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, that's true. I think that there within like the hustle and drive like culture that we live in, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I do think there is a reality where you can get ahead in your career. Yeah. You can set yourself up in a way where you can really um, accomplish and achieve and climb the ladder. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about staying at the office super late and your wife or your husband being like, Where, where are, are you? you? Yeah, yeah, you don't have to worry about your kids. Like your life can really just be work and friends. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and friends are obviously way more understanding of your time than a spouse would be. So you're not like split necessarily in um, where your time is going and where your time is segmented. Yeah. Um, which yeah, if you're a driven person and you do have like high ambition and high goals to like go mm-hmm. accomplish something, I think that can be a pro, but I do think the con of that is that sort of like just life in and of itself, like your habits and your routines, you can become so ingrained in your career that you feel like you're losing some something that you've worked really hard for. Mm-hmm by inviting somebody else like into your life now yeah. where you now see what God could be setting you up with as a gift as now something that you might have to compromise right, your job, your career, your salary, your role, if you really want to like give your life over yeah. to serving another person.
0: Yeah. It can look like an inconvenience yeah. to you and your career. That's so good. <laughs> and I think it, it's so hard too because, I think it's easy for resentment to build up almost a little bit. If you're like not careful of like, I could have done this or I could have climbed this ladder had I not. And rather than I think bringing someone into those experiences and like experiencing like promotion and like success and goals being attained together. um, If you are not careful and you become so career driven, um, a marriage can almost be seen as something that, like, inhibits you Um, when, obviously, that was never God's intention. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Um, It's such a – it can be such a wonderful thing. Um, And almost that, like, you're not willing to sacrifice for your marriage at the sake of your career. Yeah. Right? Like, if maybe the thing that's best for your marriage is one thing, but you've always sort of, like – focused on your career. You've always made decisions based off what's best for you in your career. Um, and if you get so set in that of, like, I'm going to make the decision that's best for me and my future and my goals at whatever company or whatever career path, um, if you're not – if you, like, are so used to doing that, then one day when you have to make decisions of, like, actually putting maybe, like, a spouse or kids first, it might be, like, harder to do.
1: Yeah, I think that – I think you said the word resentment. And that, mm-hmm. that really, I think – is something that a lot of people who might be more geared towards like a super driven, super successful, career oriented like I want to climb the ladder, I don't want to get married until I've I'm the CEO, CFO or I'm making over six figures or whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think that that could be like a really big um not temptation but almost like fallout of that of that drive because in some ways that drive can be so healthy. Like you can get stuff done and you can create things that might help other people and bring other people up like if you create a business like you could be employing other people and like giving them opportunity but Mm -hmm. at the same time like when you become so married to that drive and so married to wanting to be quote unquote successful um and somebody comes into your life that you love but now you can't give your job 15 hours a day like you used to you can feel resentment because Mm -hmm. maybe you've got goals. Maybe you've got dreams that are just easier to accomplish solo. Yeah. Um, I think that can be like a big tension. And honestly, too, like, and and this isn't like shading anything, but like I think a big part of like the secular non-Christian like feminist movement like really promotes that. Right. They talk about like husbands and kids – Almost as like hindrances to like your life. Right. And there's a lot of people who like when they subscribe to that like type of thinking and not just in like the feminist movement, but even like hyper masculine like drive, is that you start to you start to see people as almost like chess pieces to like your game of life. That's yeah. And not like and not like individual human beings right. to like share things with. Mm-hmm. And so
0: that's good.
1: Yeah, I think it can be like, it can turn like super toxic, like super, super quick. And unfortunately, it can like wreck some of your relationships because you'll start to resent people that actually were meant to like come alongside of you and be a blessing. Mm-hmm. So that's good. And so I think like kind of like the, the last little thought in this. Um, so we talked about you can better know yourself. You can get ahead in your career. Um, I do think, though, just overall, like in waiting you can set yourself up to have a more successful marriage. And and what do mm-hmm. I mean by that? If you spend your time well, maybe you can have a, a more successful marriage down the road. Right. If you're If you're trying to build in your career and you're taking that money and you're buying a home, you're like yeah. investing your money well, you're not racking up debt, you're mm-hmm. like paying off debt or you're gaining an education to better help your future. I think overall you can set yourself up to maybe have a more successful marriage. But if there's ever a con in waiting, and especially when it comes to like the conversations that I hear in our young adult lobby of just like, well, I'm waiting until I'm ready. I'm waiting until I'm ready. The biggest con in this whole conversation is this, you'll never be ready. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You'll never be ready. Mm -hmm. Like I loved Aaron to death and on our wedding day was still – not terrified, that's way too strong of a word, but still nervous yeah. of like, am I ready to make this decision? And it's yeah, not because I didn't. It's the rest of your life. Yeah. And it's not because I didn't love Aaron, or it, it wasn't that I was questioning her. I was almost like doubting myself of mm-hmm. like, am I at a place where I feel like I'm responsible enough? Right. Can I provide a good enough life? Like, am I mature enough? Like, mm-hmm. it, it sounds so stupid, but I'm like, I don't even know how to like Fix anything, you know, <laughs> like you start having these like, irrational fears and thoughts, but yeah. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't know. Like, and so I think like, if you are waiting for this moment to where you're like, wake up and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm ready. Arrived. Yeah. Yeah. You'll never be ready. Yeah. And you'll always, there will always be a reason down the road for you to wait longer. Mm-hmm. And I think like what's so hard and so scary and people don't talk about enough, especially when you do find somebody. Is you just have to decide. Yeah. Like you have to make up your mind. This is my person. I'm going to move forward and do life with this person. And I'm not going to have all my T's crossed. I'm not going to have mm-hmm. all my I's dotted, but I'm just going to move forward with it. Yeah. And then you find, obviously, when you're on the other side of that, like, oh, not only is it sometimes easier to do life together, but like, oh, yeah, I would never be ready for this. Yeah. Like, it's, so good. it's, it's almost one of those things that, like, what makes you ready is, what makes you ready for marriage is marriage. Honestly, like, yes. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah, and it's like now obviously you can be a total dumb dumb and be out there like <laughs> racking up debt for yourself and sleeping right. around and yeah, I'd be like you're not ready. But for for, sure. but for the person who's like serious about this mm-hmm. and they're they're wanting to be in a serious relationship and they feel like they're doing all the right things, they're like honoring God, God in their sexuality, they're trying to like create somewhat of like a future to invite like a spouse into one day mm-hmm. um but you're just like i mean i don't know if i'm ready like yeah you'll never be ready right you'll never at least if you're anything like me you will never feel like i am ready yeah. to do this it's always a leap it's always a risk it's always um a choice yeah you know so it's, i don't know what i've been talking for a no, while
0: that's so good it's always like gonna cost you like yeah. marriage calls you, ca- like calls you to die to yourself like daily, and so I love what you said of like you'll never be ready, like you'll there'll never be a time where it, like the door is open and like a light bulb comes on and you'll wake up one day and be like it's time and I've arrived and I think like even the couples too of like you've been dating for two or three years like you know you want to get married you know like you are honoring Christ in your relationship like you know that is the reason y'all are together and you're like oh we're not ready or we're just not there yet financially or we feel like we need to be here or whatever like my advice always is like get just get married like if yeah. you if you know you guys are good you're healthy you're you're honoring god relationship it's like you'll never <laughs> and we just keep saying it like you will you'll never arrive i think when jake and i started like having those conversations we but we broke up a few times. I'm sure if you've listened to this podcast, you've heard that on one of our relationship podcasts. And genuinely, I had a moment where I'm like, are we ready emotionally? Because we did have like some heart work to do and some, yeah. some work in a lot of ways to do before we felt like. And even when I like up until I was like about to walk down the aisle, I remember I was alone in, my, in the dressing room or whatever. And I looked in the mirror and I was like oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. What am I doing?
1: Yeah. Like, is this
0: an end? Like, I loved Jake, and I was so excited. I ended up, like, almost practically running down the aisle. But even, like, it's it's a commitment. Yeah. It's the rest of your life, and it's a commitment to another person and to the Lord that you are going to, like, walk this out and honor um, your spouse and do the best of your ability. Because I don't think anybody walks into a marriage, like, thinking that it's gonna fail. I think everyone No, no. Yeah. you know, you walk into a marriage hopeful and you'll never be perfect, you'll never be ready. And the good news is is that, man, Jesus is so <laughs> gracious and so willing to like help you along the way. And so there's nothing to like fear and he's so faithful and he's a provider. And so there's no pressure to feel like you need to be somewhere in your in your life, um, financially, practically, yeah, you know, it, you'll, you'll never be ready, but God will equip you and he'll help you along the way. So.
1: Yeah. No, no, I totally agree. So we, uh, yeah, I think like, hopefully for some of you who might be like listening and you feel that, like maybe you have this like ideal place in your brain where you want to be before you get married. Um, I think that, Again, just listening to this podcast maybe you can go make like a list of your own. like I think there are some pros to that, but I think there's also cons and I think you just have to weigh weigh your options. Mm-hmm. Um, pray about it obviously get direction from the Holy Spirit but um, yeah. at the end of the day, if you're following Jesus and you're trying to pursue God, I think I think he'll speak to you and you'll yeah. kind of know you'll know what to do. But yeah, we just hear that a lot. I'm not ready. I've always Mm -hmm. seen myself being at six figures or being like a CEO or the branch manager or whatever. Like, and yeah, maybe if that's you and you wrestle with those, like you don't want to be in a serious relationship until you arrive at a certain place. Hopefully, this podcast would be helpful to you to know kind of your options. What are the pros and what are the cons of that mindset? Mm -hmm. Hey. Easter is this weekend. Yes. If you're, if you're listening to this, when it drops. Easter is this weekend, um, and we want to invite all of you to our Red Rocks church services all across the greater Denver metro area, Park Meadows, Littleton, Lakewood, Arvada. Um, we have services Saturday evening at 4 and 6, and yeah. Sundays is—what so is Sundays?
0: Sunday is 7, 9, and— 11? 11.
1: 11. 7, 9, and 11. Maybe it's
0: 8, 9, and a
1: 10 and 12.
0: Guys, we we work hard. I here, just I looked promise. at it and my
1: mind totally blanked.
0: <laughs> I like, felt like I had it. 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and 12 p.m. Yeah. There we go. So
1: Saturday, 4 and 6. Sunday, 8, 10, and 12 at all of our locations. But if you're a young adult, if you are in college or you're a young professional in your 20s working your career and you want to come to a service that will be filled with more people like yourself, more people in their 20s, uh, in their careers, trying to follow Jesus together. Young Adults is actually hosting our Saturday night services at our Lakewood campus. Mm -hmm. So 5810 West Alameda, if you come to Young Adults, it's the same campus where we do Young Adults, but we will not have Young Adults this Thursday because we are going to be hosting our Saturday night services at our Lakewood campus. So Come to Easter, come hang out, come on Saturday. We will be at both the four and the six o'clock. We would love to see you Saturday night. Um, Or if you're not going to do that, just come to a service at one of our locations. So yes, for all things Red Rocks Young Adults, you can follow us at...
0: At Red Rocks YA on Instagram and TikTok.
1: There you go. We're on the TikTok now. We're If it trendy. doesn't get banned. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Honestly, we'll and see.
1: Illegal, so <laughs> illegal. Yeah. But hey, like this podcast, review it, share it with a friend if you found it helpful. Um, yep. And we'll see you again in a week.
0: Bye. All right.
1: Peace out.